Um, all right, let's bring Doc in. Hey. <laughs> hey, Ben. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm enjoying my vacation down here in Boca. And um, so don't make the questions too hard tonight, okay? Because I'm kind of taking it easy this week. <laughs> as, as, is that Prosecco? Champagne. Champagne. I, uh, it is. Yeah, it is. Sure it is. It's very good. Uh, so guys, let's, like keep, let's keep the, um, let's keep the that's questions. That's why I have my hat on tonight because I'm relaxed and you don't have your hat on. Tonight. I know. I know. You I'm, got a new haircut. I like it. I did. Thank you. Thank you. We got some, but I'm enjoying my time in Boca on the beach and, uh, you know, relaxing. I'm all, I'm taking a course down here actually, but, um, I always find time to relax. What do you, what are you learning? What are you studying? South Florida. Um, well, matter of fact, well, I'm taking a course, but I am reading this book. If anybody, this is one of the things we may go over. Um, I don't know if I'll do a book, Thing or not, but this is a really interesting book. I've always loved Tony Robbins, as you have, mm-hmm. and it's just a great book on the future of things we can do in medicine. Um, a lot of them, of course, we're already doing. It's nothing new to us, but um, there's a lot of new stuff in there too, and it kind of reaffirms uh, what we're doing is the right way to practice medicine, and also some of the future stuff like stem cells and um, deep ultrasound treatments for brain tumors and tremors. And, uh, there's all kinds of gut, gut health. He talks a lot about that. And, you know, it's not just Tony Robbins. He brings the world's best experts in. And these are, these are people that are doctors that are kind of futuristic and, uh, entrepreneurial and and all, but, um, so I'm enjoying that. We'll go over a lot of things in that in a future podcast. And uh, there's a lot of good things about it. Of course, one of the main things he talks about is hormone replacement is a good place to start for um, better aging um, and how to take care of your senescent cells and lengthen your telomeres and, and things like that. Um, but I was reading today. This is just really interesting because just 10 minutes ago, I was looking at one of the, the things I follow along with, and it's Medscape, which, which is really a – Medscape is, is a tool that a lot of doctors learn by. It kind of keeps you up to date on a lot of things. It's kind of, it's kind of liberal in a way. Um, I don't agree with a lot of what they say about COVID in the last two years, but, um, you know, I, I'm constantly doing a deep dive on COVID, and so I just – came upon a few things in, in Medscape today. And uh, one of them was that um, the symptoms of long COVID, which we talk about all the time, uh, is related to the effects of long COVID or COVID on the vagus nerve. Mm. And there's a big article about that, which we, you know, we talk a lot about the vagus nerve. And certainly I've seen that uh, affect people with long COVID, as well as the talks about the gut disruption of the gut microbiome and um, which we talk about today in the, in the podcast, of course. Uh, So those are two main things to think about with long COVID are the, the um, dizziness, tachycardia, anxiety, and the gut problems that are related to the vagus nerve um, that we study a lot. Um, And also a new study shows that, Natural immunity has enduring strength over the vaccine. Who would have thought that, you know? <laughs> uh, and that the, uh, the um, booster's effectiveness is gone basically in about four months. So who would have thought that, you know? Uh, also, another thing, the last one I'll mention on, on COVID tonight, unless I get questions about COVID, which I'm sure I will, is that women on estrogen replacement are much less likely to die from COVID-19. So... You know, we knew the good effects of testosterone, but now studies show that women on estrogen uh, are protected against death uh, from long COVID. You know, uh, back everything else being equal. So back early in the in the pandemic, uh, we 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 wrote an article on uh, on hormone therapy and 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 its effect on COVID severity, and uh, it's just really interesting. And I think a lot of, a lot of the you know the hormone therapy has to do with you know, strong bones, strong heart, you know, you know, uh, things that are very, you know, vital to, you know, overall health in general. 
Um, so that's a new study out of Israel this week came out with a, a statement that uh, vitamin D, if you had an adequate vitamin D level, and that's really about 60 or more, it's not 30 or 40, um, you're about 80% less likely to get COVID and much less likely to die from it. So, you know, we've been saying that from the very start. I mean, uh, we've, we've been on the side of the interstate holding a vitamin D uh, cardboard box up, at the, you know, two years ago. So, um, you know, I think we're on the right yep. track with it. Yep. And, and certainly, um, hopefully we're starting to see some decline in, in COVID and, you know, they're, they're beginning to realize that they need to lift all the mandates and, and open things back up again and let people develop this natural immunity, which is so much more effective than anything else. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, I'm ready for some questions, Ben. It's a good update. Um, thank you for that. I actually like, I like starting off the Q&A show with, with, you know, things you're reading things that have been on your radar. Uh, so, so thank you for that. Uh, and thank you to everyone who is joining us. I'll put this up here for, for you, Doc. Um, we got Brandon in the house. What's going on, man? Uh, Brandon, thank you so hey, much for, for hanging out. Brandon, of course, is one of my best friends uh, here for the Q&A show. Uh, Lisa, how are you? Uh, Lisa, um, I've been thinking about you. If you will um, shoot me a DM, let me know how you're doing. I've been thinking about you this week uh, in regards to uh, COVID. So uh, send us a direct message. Let us know how you're doing. Uh, and thank you for hanging out. Uh, Tammy, thank you for hanging out. What's going on? Robin, Robin, uh, Robin Rogel. Sorry. Uh, great to see you. And Rick on YouTube. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate you guys hanging out with us tonight. Uh, go ahead. Um, we're going to get into the questions that came in throughout the week. Uh, if you have a question uh, live tonight, uh, go ahead and put that in the comments uh, for Doc, and we'll get to that here in a few minutes. Um, let's see here. Let's start with this one. Um, are there any vitamins or medications you can't take with Digestial? Um, trying to think of any. Uh, I can't think of any that are contraindicated. Um, ideally, you should take your Digestial um, about 30 minutes before the two biggest meals of the day. Some people will get by with it once a day, and some people with severe IBS will take it three times a day or more. But, um, and a lot of people I do say, you know, they say, hey, it's not helping me. I go, well, how many are you taking a day? And they'll go, one. And I go, well, take two, and you may need three if you have really bad IBS symptoms. And they come back and say, it really, it worked. So, um, but I can't think of anything that would really, be a contraindication to it really um even mct oil you know it helps has digestive enzymes that will break down fat so i can't think of any um, um it, it's a it's a, a common question we actually had a few come in about digestion this week and this is a a good follow-up actually had some friends who started digestion and had just minor stomach issues is there a way to start slowly rather than starting two pills a day to help with this um, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Anytime you start any probiotic, if you're not used to a probiotic, it can give you loose stools or some, uh, maybe some, uh, bloating, you know, I, I've had that experience myself back when I way before digest shield, but when I went from 30 billion to 80 billion, I thought more and is better, but not necessarily so. So if you're new to anything like that, then you might want to start out with one and just uh, see how you do with it. Because again, you're, you're kind of getting rid of some bad bacteria and, and promoting the good. So it's all about balance. It may take you a little while. Uh, it's almost kind of like detox uh, yeah. from, from well, what, that. What so is I assume that, start out slow. What is that time period? I, I know you've, you've mentioned, you know, give it at least this amount of time. What, what was that? Was that like, uh, a couple of weeks. I mean, okay. give it a couple of weeks for sure. But um, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, you know, you should probably start out with one. I have had a few people uh, that told me, um, hey, it, it gave me a little upset stomach. Mm -hmm. I don't think they they tried it for long enough and maybe didn't start out slow enough because they already had severe gut problems. And remember, there's six things in that one pill. So um, you're kind of rebalancing your whole gut all at once. So, um, but for 
98% of people that I've started on, they've had positive results. So, um, and again, we, we do have a new tool. Um, if you have really severe uh, dysbiosis of the gut, you may want to try the IGY, um, you know, which kind of is more of a, it kills off the bad pathogens in your gut um, that you may have been dealing with for a long time. So that's a really good new tool that we have. So go to the podcast and look look at IGY. Yeah. And um, it's proven to be a really good tool. Um, and what, what he's re- referring to is um, this was the, the episode today on IGY antibodies. Uh, we've gotten a few questions. I got a, a few emails uh, today about... Um, you know, basically, you know, what's the product, how do you get it? And, um, and what we have in office is called, uh, microbiome shield. Um, it's a, an IGY antibody, um, from Nutra, uh, shield Nutra, um, shield nutraceuticals, which, uh, are the creators of digest shield. So underneath the shield nutraceuticals brand. Um, so hopefully that answers, uh, some of those questions in regards to, you know, how do you take IGY? Um, and, and there's other ways, of course, uh, I'm sure I'm, I'm just talking about the, uh, the product we have in office and I'll put this up there just for, for fun. Uh, this was one of the questions. Um, please repeat the name of the probiotic you mentioned last week. And that of course is digest shield. Uh, so, so hopefully, hopefully that helps, uh, a listener out there. Um, but let's move on here. Let's get to, uh, uh, this came over, uh, on Instagram. Uh, seeing any myocarditis slash heart damage after COVID treated with FLACC protocol, which is the uh, frontline frontline association of um, it's the protocol we use. Um, yeah, but, um, but go ahead. No, I, I haven't seen I haven't seen any myocarditis from the treatment. You know, of course, we've seen myocarditis from having COVID nineteen and from the vaccine, uh, but you know, um, I think the key is early treatment so you don't get something like myocarditis. And if you're a teenage kid, especially a young boy, teenage boy, there's a lot higher incidence of myocarditis uh, with the vaccine uh, than with getting COVID. So, you know, I still don't see a big point in immunizing kids with it myself. Again, that's my opinion. Take it or leave it. But, um, but for healthy kids, um, you're, you're taking a risk for sure when you take the vaccine because of one reason is because of myocarditis. Um, there's been a lot of documented cases of it, and it could lead to long-lasting problems without doubt. But then again, COVID-19 can give you myocarditis as well. So, um, so I haven't seen early treatment cause myocarditis. I don't know if any drug or vitamin in that protocol that would cause heart inflammation. Uh, but certainly the, the uh, vaccine and the virus itself could cause myocarditis. All right. Thank you for, for that question over on Instagram. Um, and this is another one from Instagram. What do you recommend to treat women with androgenetic alopecia? Uh, androgenetic. Andro, um, sorry. Um, that's just male pattern baldness, you know, frontal, I see it more in women, the frontal areas, sometimes thinning in the, in the back as well. But, um, there's a lot of treatments. First, I like to, you know, do a workup and, and make sure that, um, you know, your, your dihydrotestosterone levels aren't too high, that you have enough estrogen. Remember, hair loves estrogen. It's not too fond of testosterone when it, um, converts over to dihydrotestosterone, a more potent, uh, form of testosterone that, that causes two things, hair loss and prostatic enlargement. So first I recommend working it up, making sure that your thyroid's okay, your adrenals are okay, you have enough iron, your hormones are okay. And then sometimes, you know, there are um, inherited forms, but in women, usually hair is pretty easy to start growing back. We've got a lot of treatments for it. You know, one is spironolactone, which is a diuretic that uh, cuts down on dihydrotestosterone. Uh, Rogaine, you know, noxidil topical seems to work better for women uh, than it does men. Um, also, we use finasteride in some women that aren't of childbearing age um, uh, for hair growth. 
uh, as well. And a lot of times a combination of the treatments um, and just making sure everything else is cool with their metabolic uh, system. We love to, you know, to grow hair on men and women. Sometimes as a last resort PRP, we do that as well, men and women. But, uh, you know, if something's going on, if you're a woman with that, that should be curable. Is, um, would ontogeny C be something that would be helpful for this? Out of yeah, that's just a good, that's a good shampoo. Okay. That, uh, for sure that promotes uh, volume, but you need to get to the, the, uh, you can't just depend on a shampoo, mm -hmm. even though that is probably the best one um, to cure that. You need to find out why and then start treating. All right. Thank you for that question on Instagram. Let's go to, um, let's see, let's get this one in here. Uh, can ivermectin help with chronic shingles? I've had them for four years uh, sporadically. I've heard reports that, that it can. I mean, a lot of people use um, these type of medicines uh, for parasites uh, for a lot of things, including off-label treatments of cancer. I mean, you hear of a lot of success stories uh, with that. Um, I had a patient in my office the other day that uh, swore it, it did um, help. In addition to traditional treatment, it was an adjuvant treatment that helped clear up uh, cancer. But and uh, then, but um, uh, this is a very smart individual too. Um, but uh, so I mean, you can always try it. You know, it's very safe. It's we don't label like to label it as a horse dewormer, although it is a veterinary medicine like every other medicine in human use. So. Um, you know, uh, all these reports of ivermectin causing ER visits and all that, they're, they're totally false. I mean, if you, if you had to take a trip to the ER using ivermectin, you were, you were probably using the stuff from tractor supply instead of the, the human doses, but uh, it made you sick at your stomach maybe. But, uh, you know, it's a very safe medication. We use it in kids for lice and scabies and a lot of different things. So it's a very safe medication. Um, uh, All right. Well, thank you uh, for that question there. And I, I love this one. Um, this came in uh, through email. And uh, the question is, just wondering if Dr. Rogers can talk a little bit about keto this week. How many carbs, fats, and proteins should a person eat per day uh, for a female? I, I love this because, you know, we're huge believers in uh, kind of, you know, high fat, moderate protein, low carb type diets. Um, but what's your thoughts? We haven't talked about keto in a minute. Yeah, we need to get Keto Bandito in here with yeah. us on this. But, uh, yeah. but um, yeah, you know, keto is a good idea if you can stick to it. The problem with keto, which is really by definition, for most people, it's under 20 grams of, of carbs a day. It's kind of hard for a lot of people, especially if they're really exercising hard. Um, although we have professional athletes that, that are keto, um, it's hard for vegetarians or plant-based people to do keto, but, um, you know, it's just hard to do. And really the, the only way you're going to know if you're in ketosis is by, well, the best way is to prick your finger and, and check for ketones and see how many millimoles you're, you're putting out of, uh, of ketones. Um, and you know, if you're registering ketones at 0.6 or higher, I've seen people three or four, or, they're deep into ketosis and it seems to be different for different people at different levels, depending on how long you've been into it. But, um, you know, it's a great way to, um, start out and then maybe you can add some carbs later. Um, so I recommend a, a high fat diet, of course, good fats, maybe about 80% fats, um, maybe about 15% carbs and 5% or 15% protein, 5% carbs. That's a pretty strict one, but, um, everybody's different for a female. Um, just depends on your weight and your activity. Um, you probably don't need to go over hundred grams of protein. Um, but you can crank up your fats as long as you're good fats, your digestive system's working and maybe you're on digest shield so you can, um, you know, break down those fats, uh, for some people that's harder, uh, you know, and then calories 
matter. They're the they're at the least pinnacle on my uh, my new food pyramid. But um, calories do matter, so it depends on how active you are. Um, so you may play around with that a little bit. It may be fifteen hundred, maybe two thousand. If you if you're a really extreme exerciser, it may be a lot higher than that. But um, so. Gosh, those are my kind of my breakdowns. In general, it, ketosis is going to have to go about 20 grams or less. Um, so I usually, if people just need to lose weight and not go into ketosis, I say about 50, you know, just to have a low-carb diet, maybe 100 protein and the rest fats. Um, but you can really break it down uh, and uh, see what's right for you. So I hope that kind of answers your – but it is the most important thing, in my opinion, is the carbs. Um, you know, and again, if you just focus on the protein, thinking that's going to help you because they're working out a lot, a lot of that can, um, you know, turn into to sugar, mm-hmm. um, you know, through gluconeogenesis, uh, the liver can start putting out sugar. So eat enough fats, way less carbs, more fats, moderate protein. Uh, I hope that helps you. No, great, great answer there. Thank you for that question on keto uh, and keto bandito. Any of our keto friends on YouTube, if you guys want to chime in there, uh, please, uh, please do. There's one from keto bandito. I don't think ketosis is necessary. Just avoid grains and starches. Uh, very wise right there. Thank you for that. I agree. I agree a hundred percent on that. I mean, we're taught eat whole grains are still teaching eat whole grains. That's not true. Mm-hmm. It's not true. Uh, great question there. All right, let's get to, to one more here. Um, this came in on email. Uh, in your opinion, does adding, my, does adding my non-flavored collagen to my morning black coffee break the fast enough to worry about it? Um, and they, they went on saying, have added it in the morning for years until reading that technically does break the fast. So they stopped. Issue is now I don't really have anything later in the day that I love to add to add uh, so this is just not getting it in as consistently. So they're not getting as uh, getting the collagen in as consistently. You know, I used to drink uh, bulletproof coffee every morning as my breakfast, but um, it wasn't really working for me. So I, I went to more of an intermittent fasting where I just drink black coffee for the most part um, without any added um, sweeteners, of course, even stevia for that part of the day. But um you know, the really the only way everybody's different. And if you're satisfied with your weight and you have no problems and you've been doing it, keep doing it. Really, the only way that will tell you if you're breaking your fast is to wear a continuous glucose monitor, which we did a segment on that. I actually wore one myself. Um, and I love doing it. Um, and you can get like a two week free little trial of it uh, if you want. Um with a prescription, but, uh, that's the only way you're going to really know if you follow those blood sugars. So if you're, if you drink your black coffee with a little collagen in it and it doesn't bump your sugars up, then it's, it's, you're not breaking your fast. Hmm. You know, uh, Peter, Dr. Peter Tilly did a, did a little podcast on that the other day and he's a brilliant doctor. If any, you want to do a deep dive, go to Dr. Atelier's podcast you're going to be listening for about three hours and you're going to take the deepest dive into stuff that you've ever heard of but um, i did listen to him the other day and and he was saying the same thing he answered a question just like that so wear a continuous glucose monitor and just see the effects that 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 does to you do it without it and do it with it and see if it bumps your sugar levels up if it doesn't go ahead and keep doing it it may not so Everybody's a little different with that. And I think, you know, the, you know, what they're getting at too is, you know, they, they don't want to miss out on getting that collagen. And it seems that yeah. they, that they rely a lot on putting it in the coffee in the morning and, and haven't yeah. been able to consistently get it in the, in the afternoon. Uh, if it doesn't bother you, go ahead and do it. Um, okay. There are no, you know, rules as far as that goes. Everybody's a little different. Um, and I do like collagen, you know, I mean, I want you to add collagen for sure. If you can't do it, then if you find that your blood sugars go up, just try it with lunch, you know, or dinner. Uh, can just they during put, that fasting window? Can they put it in something other than coffee? Window. Yeah, put in anything. 
All right. Thank you for that. Um, this is a great question uh, regarding uh, some hormones. Um, hi, I'm a 52-year-old female who still has a menstrual cycle. I take natural progesterone, 50 milligrams every night. I just checked my labs at day 22 of my cycle, and my progesterone was 4.5 and estradiol was 89. The question is, should I only be taking progesterone 14 days of the month since I still have a cycle versus taking it every night? That's a great question. First of all, congratulations. You're doing the right thing by taking progesterone. That's usually the first one that starts dropping off. And your ratio is not bad. You're still putting out a good amount of estrogen. Um, and I like an estrogen to progesterone ratio of about... 10 to 1, 8 to 1. So you're pretty close to that. Now, some people, I will cycle uh, progesterone the last part of the um, uh, the menstrual cycle, you know, like days 12 through 22, 24, if you want. If you, you know, that way you can continue to have normal menstrual cycles, which some women want to. You know, you're 52 and you're getting kind of close to, um, you know, menopause. So, you know, and, and the things about progesterone that you're taking a, a pretty small dose and you're getting a good level from it. Um, so if it's working great for you, I just continue doing what you're doing. That way you won't have to remember to get the days because it's going to kind of go a little wacky on you at some point anyway, you know, in the next year or maybe three years. It's, it's hard to say. I had a lady the other day, she was 56 and still having a period. So, um, but you're really doing it the right way. And if, if I was if in the progesterone, uh, which is really the only oral hormone I like to use is a natural progesterone. You may even be doing a cream. I'm good on that too. But um, if it's helping you, if you're taking it at night, hopefully, and it's helping you uh, sleep, helping you keep weight off, then just go ahead and take it every night. I think it's fine to do it that way. So never change a winning game plan is, is my idea. Um, um, so I hope that helps you. You're doing the right thing. Great question there. Really good question. Thank you for that. Keep uh, looking at all your levels too. Just keep checking them. Um, um, all right. So that's going to do it uh, for the questions that came in uh, during the week. And they're, there, I believe we answered this, but is this IGY something that I administered in the office or is it something you can order? Um, I mentioned earlier we have a, we have a, a very uh, a small uh, initial order uh, that came in this week from, uh, from Shield Nutraceuticals. It's called Microbiome Shield, uh, and that is the, the IGY antibodies uh, product we have in the office, like I said. Um, very, very small initial order. So, uh, so kind of be patient with us there. And, and I know there's other ways to, to get IGY. Um, but I'm, to be completely honest, I'm not sure what they are. I, I know there's other products out there. Uh, do you know of any off the top of your head out of curiosity? Um, I think there's some other companies, high-end companies that, uh, do include it in their supplements. Um, but yeah, it should be in all the offices okay. uh, available for you to, for you to get. It's not that expensive, and it really, if your gut's really messed up, it's a great product for your gut. Um, some people just have to take it for a couple weeks. Uh, other people may want to, to take it as, you know, as a maintenance thing along with their digest shield. But, um, yeah, it's, it should be in, in all the offices. And Kate, uh, I Katie just says, saw Katie put a thing out there, Knoxville next week. So Knoxville next week, um, Tri-Cities now. Uh, thank you uh, for that, Katie. Um, and one other thing she, she mentioned is uh, Life Extension Collagen Gummies uh, for, for those still wanting to get a collagen without breaking the fast in the, in the morning. Um, okay, so thank you for that. Let's get to, um, let's get to some of these comments, guys. Um, if you have a question for Doc, we got about uh, 15 minutes or so. We're going to uh, crush some of these uh, questions here. Um, let's see. Ben's going to the UT Kentucky basketball game. But that's why he's 15 <laughs> And I still got to take my beach run, so <laughs> I have around my five miles on the beach tonight. It's going to be dark. But, uh, so, uh, so yeah, uh, he, he is correct. Uh, Tennessee's playing uh, Kentucky tonight. Uh, go Vols for all the all the Vol fans uh, out there. Um, let's see here. Uh, Rick's reading uh, Life Force. Let us know what you think, Rick. Um, that's been a 
we just, um, I believe we're getting that for, for, for our staff. Um, we're going to try to get as yeah, we are. many people yeah, on our team reading that. Uh, speaking of our staff, I see uh, Roseanne's here from the Knoxville office. Uh, shout out to Roseanne is there. To, to, to Roseanne Holt from uh, Performance Medicine of Knoxville. Um, let's see here. Uh, Brandy asks, thoughts on molnupiravir? Does it work? And what are the risks for antiviral with COVID? I knew Brandy would, would put in a word I couldn't pronounce. Um, but if I, if I, if I mess that up, correct me there, doc. Yeah, that may work, you know, for, for the new Omicron they're saying it's hard to, it's hard to really pin it down. If you, if you use it within the first five days, um, you know, now it's, it's amazing. They're touting, um, uh, remdesivir, uh, for, early COVID, you know, they used to reserve that. It was the only FDA approved um, antiviral uh, when you got hospitalized and it came in three intravenous doses. Um, it was about $3,000 a dose and you had to be hospitalized, which is usually way outside the five day period. So it didn't really work. Uh, this is remdesivir. And uh, now they're kind of touting it for early use, but I don't know how you're going to get three different um, $3,000 infusions on three different days within the first five days of COVID-19. So me, it's, it's kind of a moot point, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's a promising treatment. I, you know, really, and I think it may, that the one that starts with a P I never can pronounce, it's probably the better one for Paxlovavir, uh, for the Omicron variant, which they say is a hundred percent of uh, COVID over here now. Uh, so I'm, I'm all for, you know, the antivirals, uh, but, um, you got to get them early for sure. And, and these variants tend to, uh, evade some of this treatment that, um, we have, like I said, I'd rather have natural immunity and, uh, you know, pop up your vitamins, use the, um, affordable, and accessible um, antivirals like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, still a good one. You can use both of them together. Um, but great question. Uh, uh, Brandy always does a deep dive. Thank you for that, Brandy. Um, so let's get to uh, actually, this is a really good question, Iram. Um, Iram asks if you don't have gut issues and take a probiotic, he's taking uh, digestion, it looks like. Why would I need it? Um, I'm, uh, this might be, uh, Iram, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Is this in regards to taking a probiotic if, you're, uh, if you don't really have a gut issue? Um, what's your thoughts on that? Should, cause you're kind of big on everyone taking a probiotic. Um, like some, a some people. I think most humans need a probiotic, but again, a lot of people get their probiotics by what they eat and they don't need an extra one. So Aram, if your gut is doing great, um, you're fine. You're probably eating fermented products. And, uh, so you're probably getting a lot of, uh, just natural, um, probiotics and prebiotics. Um, one thing you're probably getting a lot of fiber. I think fiber is so important that we get, um, so no, I mean, if you've got a, if you've got great gut function and, you know, no issues with, um, autoimmune diseases, your weight's good and, you know, your diet's good, and then, uh, I wouldn't change the winning game plan. I really wouldn't. Uh, that seems to be the, the theme of today, not change a, a winning game plan. I, I, I like that. Um, uh, thank you for that, Ram. Um, I'm going to go to, to Gina's question here. Um, we are two weeks out from having COVID. A big thank you for treating us and helping us get through it without much difficulty. Uh, we have been taking our dose of ivermectin now for about 20 weeks. What should we do now? Should we hold off on our weekly dose for a bit or get started back with our weekly dose? My thought process is we now have the natural antibodies, so maybe we should not take our ivermectin for a few weeks or months. And as our natural antibodies weaken, start back with our weekly. Great question there. What's your thoughts? I agree with, I'll agree with your uh, assessment because like when I had COVID, Ben and I had COVID at the same time back Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, I stopped taking my um, uh, ivermectin. Anything you don't need, you don't need to take it. Just like Iron said on the last question, you know, um, you don't need to take anything that you, 
don't absolutely need. So in the future, maybe just depending on, you know, what happens with the course of this disease, but the natural immunity, uh, it may last you a lifetime. I'm hoping it does. I mean, it's proven that you can get it, uh, COVID twice. Um, if it mutates enough, certainly this Omicron, uh, struck people more than one. And if you had Delta or Alpha or whatever, you could still get Omicron. So yeah, I would say you probably don't need it. You might want to check your antibodies just to see what kind of antibody response you got. Um, so yeah, I don't think you really need it, um, right now. All right. Thank you for that, for that question there, Gina. Sounds like you're doing, uh, the right stuff. Great work. Great stuff there. Um, all right. Christy asks, what thyroid replacement medication do you think is best? This is a great question. Um, obviously you see quite a bit of, uh, thyroid. What's going on? Um, you know, first of all, make sure you do the adequate testing on your thyroid and, uh, by that, I mean a full panel for your thyroid test, not just the TSH or T4. You need a free T3 where all the money is, free T4, TPO antibodies, maybe antithyroglobulin antibodies, um, maybe a reverse T3, depending, um, along with cortisol, insulin. They all work together. Um, it's just to find out what you're dealing with, if it's Hashimoto's or just a subclinical hypothyroidism. Um, but I, you know, through the years, you know, I've found most of my patients feel better on the, um, the natural, what we call the natural desiccated pig thyroid, like armor, which has been around for a hundred years or NP, which is less expensive than the armor. You know, they all have the uh, T3, T4 in them, plus they've got T1, T2, things you never hear about. So a lot of people that take Synthroid or the generic levothyroxine, which is the most commonly prescribed one in traditional medicine, that's what we were taught. Um, this is kind of our go-to. Um, but I, I found out through the years about 80, 85% of my patients, uh, which are mostly women, feel better on the um the pig thyroid and again if you're if if you don't want pig in it you can get it compounded just a t3 t4 in the same doses that it would be in an armor or an np uh you know through the years there was questions about those because uh the quality control wasn't real good on them at one point um i think they even took armor off the market for a while uh and wp they did you still can't get it but um now you can now you can get armor and NP, um, and the quality control seems to be really good on them. Uh, so I think most patients prefer those, and uh, so I what I'll do is start out with a low dose, and then um, uh, I will gradually go up depending on what the lab tests show and and the clinic what the clinical response is. Sometimes if I have a full blown um, Hashimoto's, I, I will go ahead and use a brand name Synthroid while I get an ultrasound of the thyroid to look at that until I can kind of calm the calm it down a little bit. And then I'll switch over to a, a more natural one, um, depending on the, how they convert their T4 to T3, um, just for other purposes like uh, insurance purposes. And if, if I want to get them evaluated by an endocrinologist, which usually don't need um, you know, anyway, but, uh, you know, if they had a, a nodule or something and because they, they tend to use that almost exclusively uh, for some reason, but, uh, uh, the synthetic, but, um, I, I find clinically, uh, I like the naturals better. People just seem to feel better on, them. uh, great. more of a coverage. Great question there, Christy. Thank you for that. Uh, let's get to Kathy's. Uh, Kathy mentioned, did you say spirolactone? I think this was in response uh, for hair growth. There it is. Um, yeah, spironolactone. Okay. Spirinolactone. Uh, spirinolactone there, Kathy, and that is for yeah. that is for ha hair growth. Um, uh, thank yeah. you for, for clarifying and that. And we use it for, we use that also as an, a drug, of course, for PCOS. Mm. And PCOS, it you know, it's a metabolic disease of, of females, polycystic ovarian syndrome. 
we use it for that as well. And one one thing you can get from PCOS is excess hair growth. Uh, so it, it, it works kind of the opposite for PCOS. Um, so, but um, it also works right for acne. But you got to check that dihydrotestosterone level. But yes, phenylactone. Um, thank you, uh, team, for 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 blocking that account. We we had a uh, seems like a bad actor on YouTube. Uh, thank you uh, for taking care of that. Um, let's see here. Let's get to a. I know um, Keto Bandito put put some great comments on this for John, uh, but I think this is a really it's a great question and and could possibly help quite a few people on Facebook as well. Um, do you think that time restricted eating could help lower your A1C? Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, I really, I really do. I think you'll you'll lose uh, visceral fat on intermittent fasting, and um, yeah, I think it's a great way to lower your A1C along with lower carbs. But it seems to go hand in hand uh, with that. Like I said, if you want to lose weight and control your diabetes. Low carb, intermittent fasting, very important. All right, thank you uh, for that. Thank you for that question, John. Um, all right, let's see here. Eddie asks, um, "Do you deal with any adult ADHD diagnosis or screen for it?" Oh yeah, every day. We treat a lot of adult ADD. It's, it's very gratifying to treat adult ADD um, because it can change a person's life around. Uh, so yeah, we have a screen that we uh, hand out in the office and then we sit down and talk about it. You know, you don't need to see a psychiatrist if you think you have adult ADD, um, you know, and treatment certainly is good. And, you know, a combination of medications and, um, you know, also some common sense stuff you can deal, deal with, um, you know, in your practical life. Uh, so use a combination of both. All right, Eddie. Thank you for that. Yes, that's it. Is wild um, how uh, how we've seen in office just the impact uh, that treating adult ADHD can have on a person's life. Uh, a lot of times, they don't even realize that they uh, that they were dealing with that. So, uh, so thank you for that question. A lot of people are thinking that, Eddie. We really appreciate it. Um, all right, guys, that's going to do it for for the questions live. Oh, it looks like we got one more here. Thank you for that, team. Um, Lee asked, um, should you take digestion if you don't have a gallbladder? That's a great question. Definitely should take it if you don't have a gallbladder because you don't have a way to store your bile, which can break down your fat. So anybody that doesn't have a gallbladder should take digestive enzymes. That's, that's why a lot of people had their gallbladder removed, have instant loose stools sometimes for the rest of their lives. So, and that's the reason. So definitely take some form of uh, either digestion or digestive enzymes, but mm. I like digestion because it has a combination of everything. Um, thank you for that, for that question there, Lee. Great question. Uh, Tammy asked, would you suggest IGY with BPC one five seven, uh, BPC one five seven is of course, um, uh, a peptide that, that we, uh, like a lot for, for gut health. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. BPC one fifty seven is great for guts and you can take it orally. Of course, uh, stands for body protection complex and it's one of the best peptides that we use and yeah definitely you could you could do both you know if you're having gut problems and you can add them one at a time like um gosh of course digestion is a no-brainer to start out with and if you've had a lot of serious dysbiosis uh, gut infections that type thing uh add the igy and then uh for a lot of other purposes you can add in BPC-157. Uh, it's for a lot of other stuff besides gut, but overall well-being, it works too. But you can certainly take them together. Just don't don't start everything at once. Yeah. Wait at least a week or two maybe. Uh, definitely two weeks after. Give IGY a good two-week course uh, before you make a decision on your gut. It's going to take a while to work. Um, thank you for, for that, Tammy. And I, I want to get Lisa's question in here. Um, Lisa asks, yes, doc, what do you recommend for the excess hair growth because of PCOS and high testosterone, uh, for a 57, seven year old female? Yeah, of course I like spironolactone, uh, and I like, um, metformin's another great one. Um, 
you know, in this book by Tony Robbins, he talks about metformin a whole lot yeah. uh, for a lot of different reasons. So, um, yeah, those are great. I love the intermittent fasting, low carb, um, you know, check all your hormone levels and uh, look at look at all that. And um, Remember, if you're 50, 53 or 57, 57. You, know, you, you may have low estrogen, too, if you're not on hormone replacement. So look at your estrogen level. Uh, hair loves estrogen. So okay. you can you can go in, into that. Um, thank you for that, uh, Lisa. And uh, guys, I, I think that's going to do it. I, if I missed anybody, uh, team, if you could quickly put that up. Um, I don't think I did, uh, but there's a chance. Uh, let's get Heather in here real quick. Uh, Heather, so good to see you. Uh, thank you for, for being in here. Um, let's see here if this is a question. I believe it is. I had COVID about 30 days ago. My husband tested positive today. My legs are aching still. Is it possible for me to have contract contact? contracted COVID again, or is this a long-term result from COVID? You know, I doubt you have another case of it. Mm -hmm. um, you can always do a test and see a nasal swab and see if you, I mean, you can still test positive for it for a while. I read a report today. Some guy in China has tested for it like 180 straight days. <laughs> it's a record, but, um, Jeez. more likely, uh, you know, uh, COVID can cause some microemboli, some circulation problems. So I definitely would continue my aspirin if you're on that. Um, but you may want to, you know, if you had 30 days ago, I'd go ahead and check antibodies. You know, you could do a nasal swab for the antigen test, and then you can check your antibodies as well. Um, so, and, and if it's, you know, for you, you could really... If you have long COVID, ivermectin works for long COVID. So in your case, I would suggest you probably would continue on ivermectin a couple of times a week. And uh, I'd still maybe pop my vitamin D up to maybe 10,000 units. You don't need to go to 50, but 10,000 um, and make sure your husband gets treated. Um, you know, but uh, it's pretty unlikely if you had it 30 days ago um, that, that there's a new you know, you hear about this subvariant out, but I don't, and I think just a few people in the United States have had it, but I think it's very resistant if you've had the Omicron in the last 30 days. But, uh, you know, this is an ever evolving story with COVID, but um, uh, eat clean. One of, the, one of the things we never mentioned is yep. don't eat sugar if you have COVID or, or long COVID. Processed foods, clean that up immediately, take care of your gut. Um, and get your husband treated early. But um, great, great question. Um, I, I put this up here re real quick um, because I, I know people are, are uh, talking a lot about collagen. Uh, I believe Katie, Katie mentioned it in the comments. Uh, there's a uh, life extension collagen gummies is one that, that we like uh, a lot. Is there anything else, Doc, you would add to that as far as uh, the keto, the keto the keto collagen is the powder that I like. Okay. Um, again, the, the, the collagen gummies could throw your fasting off a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, to be honest with you, but I, I would look at that. Well, if you're taking, if you're taking uh, it in the afternoon, um, you know, it'd be, it'd be great if you're trying intermittent fasting and, yeah. and, and uh, right. fasting in the morning. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but, but you could even try the keto collagen powder in the morning to see if it breaks your fast by checking your sugars. What, what's um, that called? What's the one you're, you're talking about called? Keto collagen. Keto collagen. Okay. Yeah, we have it in the, all the offices. So. Okay. Keto collagen, Deborah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully that helps. Uh, guys, I think that's gonna, gonna do it. Doc, we're going to let you get to uh, get to your, your walk. You're going to, you're going to walk. No, a bit? beach run. I'm not walking. I'm running. <laughs> okay. Katie, uh, Katie put the same thing. Perfect keto collagen. There you go. I meant the gummies Perfect. for the afternoon, not for fasting. So gummies, okay, uh, if you're, good. if you're wanting to fast in the morning, uh, perfect keto collagen, uh, otherwise. So thank you. Uh, yeah, I may even jump in the ocean and swim a little bit too <laughs> while I'm doing my run, but I don't know. I'm kind of worried about sharks. So yeah. At night, I probably won't jump in the ocean. Um, well, anyway. either way, I, I hope you have a, a great time. I just want to say 
thank you to the to the team behind the scenes. Thank you, Katie, for uh, for answering all the questions uh, and being in the comments there. Thank you to Jenny for be, being uh, behind the camera. Uh, I want to say a quick uh, happy birthday to my to my grandma Mary. Uh, my grandma Mary is 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 in here somewhere. And uh, happy she's, birthday. she's up in the mountains. Uh, she turns uh, 85 today. Uh, so happy birthday, Grandma Mary. I hope you have a, a wonderful, I love you so much. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to see you real soon. Real, real soon. Um, all right. Thank you to everybody. Thank you for uh, hanging out in the comments and, and being with us this Tuesday night uh, for the Q&A I'm show. I'm glad we got that bad actor off of there. I don't know who took care of that. But I think that's the first time we've had a bad actor. Yeah. Too, but. I wish Dr. Fauci would quit listening to my podcast. You know, it's probably him, wasn't it? <laughs> no. He gets in on my podcast, I think, because sometimes he doesn't like what I say. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see. But but thank you, for uh, thank you, team, for taking care of that. We apologize uh, to the YouTube family there. Um, all right, guys, we are going to, to call it an evening. We love you guys so much. Uh, we do this uh, every single Tuesday at 7 p.m. Aram. Uh, thank you for, for that. He's going to enjoy, enjoy Florida. Uh, guys, if you haven't checked out the, the shows that came out today, uh, IGY antibodies on the common sense MD, uh, and there was an explain this episode on antioxidants. Uh, so check those out after the show, um, until next Tuesday there, there we are right there for the explain this episode. Uh, there's the IGY and uh that's gonna do it guys we love you doc have Thanks, a great man. time enjoy florida thank you all right all right guys we will see y'all next tuesday don't seven o'clock see ya don't go away Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.